Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. have your notes or you have your Bible, I want you all to meet me over in the Old Testament. This particular scripture is so, so relevant today. Oh my gosh. Joshua, I'm going to be reading from the book of Joshua, chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 2 through 9, and then I'm going to tell you what it means. Joshua, chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. Say this with me. The time has come. Say it again. The time has come. You can stop right there. I'll read the rest. The Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. And here was, here's what he promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous, exclamation point. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Dear God, here I stand. And I know that your promise that you made to Moses and Joshua is relevant today. I know that you are with me where I stand. And so God, use me today. Let every single word that comes out of my mouth be articulate. Let my mind be fresh. God, I pray that the words that you've allowed me to share today 
bypass the ears of the listener today and penetrate the very heart of those in attendance. Oh God, I won't take any credit for any transformation that occurs. I'll be sure to give it all to you. God, bless me today. Bless this place from center to circumference. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 2011, beginning of the year, I was blessed to be a part, to be on staff at a church called Courageous Church. I was the assistant pastor. I loved being a part of Courageous Church. Many of you who are here today were members of Courageous Church. Things changed, and in September, a radical change happened. And I was asked to lead Courageous Church. Prior to that moment, I had preached probably two sermons in my entire life, and that includes the trial sermon that I had to preach during our sermon or preaching class in seminary. And now I'm called to lead a church. I struggled. I prayed. I said, God, tell you what I'll do. I'll just hold on to it until you send the right person to lead it. I'll just hold it together to the best of my ability until you send someone who is qualified to lead it. I would have made a bad mistake, Melvin. I will just hold on to it until you send Joshua. And then God pointed me here and says, son, you are Joshua. And he pointed to other scriptures to remind me that, that, that throughout the Bible, God never calls people who are qualified. He qualifies people that he calls. Didn't matter that I had only preached one and a half sermons prior to taking over Courageous Church. It didn't matter that I had never managed a flock of people. I had never been a shepherd before. It didn't matter because God called it. And here you have Joshua who had been following after Moses, who'd been probably very proud in the position that he was in as an assistant, as a follower. He'd been very proud. He was probably like, I'm the best assistant ever known to man. I'm, listen, whatever Moses need, I got his back. He won't have to ask for anything before he needs it. I'll have it right there for him. I'm the best assistant there ever was. I'll pray over Moses. I'll carry Moses' cloak. I'll do whatever I need to do for Moses. I'm good. And I never think that Joshua thought that he would be called to continue such a big, and when I say big, it's big, a big task that Moses was called to do. And here it is. That's where I found myself in 2011. Have you ever had to face something that you knew you had to do, but if given the other opportunity, you would hide under a rock. Yeah. September 11th, that's interesting, 2011, I preached my very first sermon as the lead 
pastor of Courageous Church. The days that led up to that Sunday, I must confess, I wanted to vomit. I wanted to run and hide under a rock. I literally was shaking in my boots on that Sunday. When I say I was literally, I was shaking. I don't remember who was even with me on that day. I, I, I think Sam may have been there, but I was so afraid of standing up in front of these people whose very spirits I'm now responsible for and bombing. I was like, I'm going to flop so bad. I'm not going to know what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to bomb so bad. I was so scared. Because here it was, I'm flawed, I'm unqualified, I'm probably going to lead these people to hell. I'm going the opposite direction. I was scared. I mean, really afraid. I wanted to just, just pretend that it wasn't me. I went back in my mind, and I, had, I remember I had an opportunity to leave Courageous Church, and I was like, why didn't I just go then? Why didn't I just quit and leave like everybody else who left? Why didn't I just go on about my business? Because I don't want to do this. I'm not qualified. Surely, God, you got it wrong when you selected Broderick Maurice Santiago. Surely, God, you were talking about somebody else. Surely it wasn't me. Oh, I was sick in my stomach. My stomach was in knots. I couldn't eat. I was so jacked up. Didn't know where to start. And all everybody had was questions. So, pastor, congratulating, like, no, don't congratulate me. I don't want this. No, don't want no dap. (laughs) Tell you what, you want to do me a favor? You preach. You want to do me a favor? You be the preacher. You be the preacher. Or find somebody. Get me out this position. Anybody ever been in there? Anybody but me, God. And here's Joshua with the same thing. Here's what I believe, too. Some of y'all had those moments in 2014 so far. Some of y'all had those moments where God specifically called you out by name. He ordained you to do a certain thing. And you were like, ooh, not me. And, and, And it may not be a call to preach. Real talk. He may have been calling you to do something as radical as Pack up and go. No, 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 I, I, I can't do that. No, that, I, I don't know nobody in that land, God. You, you can't be calling me to go there. Quit your job. All right, don't, don't respond. I don't want to know who you are. But, and you're like, no, God, if I quit this job, whew, what a... They're going to call me a loser. What's my family going to say? Huh? I mean, I quit about five jobs already. No, no. I'm going to stay put. In relationships with certain people? Yeah, yeah. Been friends with somebody, and the whole time you haven't gained anything. You've been given the whole friendship. You look back at the inventory, let me see. What have you done for me lately? Like every, you, you look at the, you see the caller ID, you see that person calling, you know there's, there's a question on the end of the other line. They didn't call you to comment, encourage, they get a question. Hey, listen, uh, I got a situation. Y'all know what I'm talking about. 
But you ain't cut them loose yet. You have not cut them loose yet. I mean, I can go down the line where, where God has called you to do something that made you extremely uncomfortable and you wanted to go and hide under a rock. I remember even having to stand before the board, the Cobb County Board of Education, and speak on behalf of this school. Confession, honey, you didn't know this because I'm a good actor. I was scared. What are these folks going to say about me? You know? And, my, and then I, I have to go over in my head, you know, I, 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 I sometimes, you know, with y'all, I can say ain't. Y'all not going to judge me too hard. My grammar could be kind of jacked up a little bit. I don't have to be as articulate with you. Y'all family. But, you know, when you get around certain people, you got to remember, you know, to put on your airs. And I was worried that I would say ain't, and they, they weren't going to give the people, you know, the school no money. I say ain't like, oh, man, nah, he's, he's not even articulate. <laughs> I was afraid. I was afraid of what they would think of me standing up there like, oh, another one. I was afraid, but I got up there, and I was bold and let God use me. I threw Scripture on them, and in the end, they came up to me, hello, pastor. I was like, pastor, okay. We've all faced some things in 2014 where we felt uncomfortable, and here we find Joshua in the same situation. He, I want to give you some notes real quick, and then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna make some sense of this thing. I want you to get your mind right. So this is what I want you to do. In, 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 the, in the previous sermon, I said what? Begin with the end in mind, right? And I talked about how great writers, when they write best-selling novels, they always write the ending first. When they write great movies, they always write the ending. Because if you get a, a, a really incredible ending, people are going to ask for a sequel. You know it, right? You write a great book, yo, I, when is the next one coming out? You write, you write a great movie and it ends well, you're like, oh, man, when, when is part two coming out? And, you know, or you write a good TV series and you do like me and, and Netflix binge, and you just, like, go through, like, all seven seasons in a week of Sons of Anarchy. You know, you can go, you know, whatever. But you know what I mean? Because the ending was written well. And I said to you all before Begin with the end in mind, but today I'm going to flip it because we're at the end. We're at the end of the season. We're at the end of the year. We're at the end of our contract. (laughs) So let's end with the beginning in mind. What does our new beginning look like? What does 2015 look like? And, 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 and I pray that none of us start the same way that we started this year. Don't start next year the same way we started this year. And, and, and you don't have to put your hand up. I'll be the one to confess. We all started some type of eating healthy plan. Okay, that's, like I said, I don't want you to put your hand up, wife. You don't got to do that, right? We, we all started some type of new workout regimen. Don't put your hand up. I told you don't do that now. We, we all set some New Year's resolutions that by the end of the first quarter went out the door. I'm being very nice. Some of y'all is like the second week. Y'all didn't make it a month. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to drink no more soda. Went to the very first get-together. You're like, oh, you got Coke? Come on, hold me up. Huh? <laughs> we all started a certain way. And I don't want that to happen this year. Let's be realistic with our stuff, right? We know that we're not, a lot of us, we're, we're going to set these goals, and we're not going to really even get close to them. Let's be realistic. So let's focus on 
how we end this year and how we begin the next one. How we end this contract at this school, how do we begin the next one? How do we end this year and begin it in a good way? Many of us are right now still suffering from what we call holiday hangover. Y'all know what I'm talking about? We'll go into 2015 still with holiday hangover. And here's what I mean by that. Now, for our visitors, welcome. For those, this is your first time, welcome. But I just want to be tell you, I'm going to tell you how we talk here. We're family, so we get real, right? Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Y'all know what hangovers are, right? Huh? It's you done party, you done had a good time, you've indulged in some adult beverages, and you've had a great time, and then the very next day, you got this crazy headache, and your stomach is turning, and blah, 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 and you just like, and you look in the mirror, and you say, oh, what a mess. And holiday hangover is just like that. Because, you, you know, January comes, it's a brand new year, it's a brand new month. With more month, more years, you still got the same bills. And you're like, oh, I spent that much in December? Oh, Lord. I did this. I, 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 I hung out with that person. Oh, you start looking at the holiday hangover. And you carry that into 2015. And I don't want y'all to do that. Don't carry any of your 2014. So here's what I want y'all to do. Remember that, that line we said there in the scripture? Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come. The time has come for all of us. First note I want to tell you is the time has come for you to start your mission. The time has come for you to start your mission. The time has come for you to stop making excuses as to why you're not where you want to be. Stop making excuses as to why you're not where you ought to be. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming the man or a man or one man. Stop blaming other folks. Do what you need to do. You are in one of the greatest countries in the world where you literally can do anything you want to do within the law as long as you do it. Literally. Literally, I hate to say it this way and don't get any ideas because I don't want to get, I'm not going to say it, I just thought about it, y'all, y'all, y'all have judged me, but if you wanted to open up a pot shop, y'all know what I'm talking about when I say pot shop, you can go to L.A. and do that, legally, you could be a legal drug dealer, what, who would have thunk it, I made that up, <laughs> many years, I mean, whoever would have thought that would have happened, this is crazy what the world is coming to. Whatever you want to do in this country, you can do, but you are your only reason that you're not doing it. Yeah, but you know what, man? I, I need money. Excuse. Excuse. I talked to a brother one time. He says, man, I, want, I got this big dream, man. I want to start this nonprofit, and, and, and I, want to, I want to be able to take these boys here and there, and I want to do camps with them, and I want to do all of this stuff. And I says, man, that sounds great, man. What's stopping you? Money. I was like, well, man, let me, let me at least see your business plan. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't written that. So you're going to write the business plan once you had the money, but you're not going to get the money without a business plan. You get where I'm going? Whatever you want to do, you start somewhere. Check this out. If an opportunity comes for this brother to get a grant and he's got a business plan for nonprofits that are starting and need money to start, well, hey, you got a business plan. You just got it. But if you don't even start, you don't even step out there, you can't do it. Start your mission. 
Start your mission at your local church. You know, you know what, man? I've been, every time you mention baptism, pastor, I want to do it, but you know what? I just got my hair did. I'm talking about the guys when I say that, too. Pastor, you know what? You, I, I know you've been talking about, uh, you know, serving and, and, and using my gifts and my talents, but, you, you know, I, I don't want to commit to anything right now. I, I, I don't want you to have to rely on me every week because I got other stuff to do. Yeah, it gets quiet when I, I, I don't like doing that. I, 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 I want to I, I I do something but, but, but I got so many excuses as to why I won't and can't do it. Here's what I want to tell you. If you're looking for an excuse to not do something, you will find it. Real easy. <laughs> you can make it up on the fly if you want. You will always find an excuse as to why not to do something, but stop making excuses and be like Nike and what? Just do it. Do it. Do it. This is the time to start your mission. Here's what I want to tell you about God. You will never, ever, ever, ever experience all that God has for you unless you move. Whatever you want to do, whatever you think God is calling you to do, it's going to require movement. You cannot sit and idly think about it and poof, it's going to happen. You can't shake a genie lamp and power, it's going to happen. You can pray all day, but if you don't get up off your knees and do something, it ain't going to happen. The Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. The work is the movement. It's the motion that's required for God to perform in your life. The best way to get started is to just Here's the second thing I want to tell you. The time has come for you to start your mission. The time has come for you to face your fears. Woo! That's the hardest one. We talk about faith all the time, right? We talk about how much we love a God that we can't see, a God we can't dap or high-five or hug or whatever. We talk about faith. That thing that we cannot see, the thing that we hope for, that will happen. We talk about this thing called faith all the times. But you know what? It's impossible. The Bible tells us it's impossible. Absolutely, it, it can't happen. Impossible means it will never happen. It can't happen. There's nothing you can do to fix it. It's impossible to please God without faith. But when you allow fear to penetrate your heart, your faith now becomes questionable. You cannot have faith and fear. They cannot live together. They're like oil and water. They just won't mix. Now, either you're going to live a life that's full of faith or you'll continue to live a life that's full of fear, but you cannot be on both. That's just one scale that you can never, ever be on and both at the same time. There's no balance. This is the year, this is the time, this is the moment for you to face your fears. Imagine, my brothers and sisters, just for a half a second, you won't even have to take a whole second on this one, if I had not faced my fears, y'all would be worshiping somewhere else, with somebody else, with some other people. There would be no Mosaic Church if I really did find that rock and hide up under it. 
if I literally did do what many others did and ran away from what God was calling me to do. I wouldn't know many of you. Many of you are my new friends that I just met because of Mosaic. Had I not faced my fears dead on, we wouldn't be sitting here. Had I not faced my fears dead on, I never would know what it's like to travel around this world and do something that I love to do for free, and that's play music. I left a great or decent life, at least so I thought, up in New York. Had a BMW, paid for cash, nice apartment, full of furniture, you know, all that good stuff. And decided, this, this life has got to be better than this. Literally left it. Dropped the keys off with my sister, said, you can have the car, the house, whatever. I'm out. Came to Atlanta, slept on my mother's couch. She thought I was just visiting. I ended up staying. Why? Because I wanted to pursue my passion, which was music. Was it scary? Yeah, it was scary. Ain't no woman going to date a man living with his mama and he's in his late 20s? I don't know how that happened with Erica. She took a chance. And the thing was, I didn't even use game. I was just honest, like, hey, here's the deal. I like you. I think you're cute, but I'm a musician. I might make $500 this week. I might make $500 this year. It all depends. But if you want to hang, we can hang. I live with my mama. I'm borrowing my friend's car. And I'm saved. That was the one, that was, that was the one thing that, that I didn't care. I trusted God. That's very important. Thank you. I was saved. I didn't care about all that stuff. I was saved. I was abstinent. I didn't, you know, I was, I was literally living a life to just go out and do everything that pleased God, but also enjoy what God has given me in terms of the talent. And I, I says, you know what, I'm just going to step out on faith. I may not ever have a girlfriend because of it. <laughs> literally, I may not ever make any money. I could literally end up staying at my mother's house for a long time. But I faced my fear and said, I don't care how long it takes, God, if you will allow me to live a life where I please you with this talent that you've given me. God, I promise you, I'll give you all the credit. And he blessed me. He blessed me. Listen, when Eric and I first got married, that's how I paid the bills as a musician. I stepped out on faith, and God blessed it. Face your fears. Everybody in here has a fear of rejection. If you say no, I, I guarantee you're lying. I guarantee everybody has a fear of rejection. You don't like to be told no. That's why you don't ask sometimes. Some of y'all can handle no a little bit better. I get it, but you don't like it. It don't feel good. And because it doesn't feel good, it prevents you from making the ask. One of the hardest things for me to do is raise money. Not for church, for my nonprofit. I mean, I want to take my boys. I got a group of boys I want to take down to the Civil Rights Museum. But I'm afraid somebody's going to say no. I'm not asking them for money for me, but I just don't like to know. I don't like how no feels. No does not feel good to me. So I won't ask because if you say no, then I'm like, I don't like how that feels. When you say yes, I'm like, hey, we're good. I don't like no. And you all don't like no either. But it's time for you to get past your no and go ahead and step out there on faith. Because for every no, I guarantee there's a wait, a yes just waiting for you. And it's the exact yes that you need. Everybody, you're asking people for small stuff. And all of a sudden, the person that's been saying no for that small stuff, you ask the right person. They're like, oh, that's all you need? Here, I'll give you more than that. It has happened, by the way. It it has happened even for me. It happened for you. Listen, the time has come to start your mission. 
The time has come to face your fears. Listen, what did, what, did, what, did, what, did, what did God tell him? He repeated this to Joshua. He says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Then he closes it and says, this is my command for the final time. Boy, get this in your spirit. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for your Lord God is with you wherever you go. Do you know why he kept telling them that, why he kept repeating it? Because he saw, because Joshua saw all of the stuff that happened to Moses, and he knew, God knew, that Joshua would be afraid that that would happen to him. Let me tell you something. The reason why we don't face our fears is because we saw what 2014 looked like. We saw the heartache that it brought us. We saw some of the trouble that we went through. We saw some of the obstacles that we had to face. We don't want to do it again, so we're afraid of facing those fears. But God says, be strong and very courageous. I'm not saying you're not going to have those challenges. I'm not saying you're not going to face obstacles. But know this, here's the good news. I am with you. He says, be strong and very courageous with an exclamation point, meaning, I mean it. Be strong and courageous. When you face your challenges, cool, I'm still here. When you don't feel good about life, cool, I'm still here. When somebody says, no, I got a yes for you, just call upon me. Be strong and very courageous. This is why he keeps saying this to Joshua, because Joshua was a first-hand witness to all of the stuff that Moses faced. Moses doubted God a lot. He doubted him. Every time God called him to do something, he doubted him. And Joshua's like, man, I'm going to face the same stuff. The enemy's still coming. Do y'all know that Joshua was actually a part of the crew that walked across the Red Sea when it was parted? And he still had concern in his heart. And God sensed it. He's like, fool, listen, did you not walk with that whole crew of people? Did I not make dry land in the middle of a sea? Be strong and very courageous. Mosaic Church, I want to tell you, be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. I'm not saying that 2015 is going to be easy, but I guarantee this, if you just be strong and very courageous, it'll probably be one of the best years of your life. I'm not a prophet, but I know my God. Let me tell you something. God will almost always ask us to do things we're not comfortable doing. Be strong and very courageous. God will always, almost always, use us, ask us to go beyond our comfort level. Be strong and very courageous. God will almost always ask us to stretch, not to fit in with culture of this world, but to fit into his plans. Can I tell y'all something? Have you ever seen anything grow that didn't? Stretch? Has anything ever grown? Have you ever witnessed anything grow that didn't stretch? Without stretching, there is no growth. Stretching is part of the growth process. When a woman is pregnant, her belly is stretched because something is growing on the inside of her. Just like some of y'all right now, your spirit is being stretched because you're impregnated with a purpose in your life. You're being stretched for something that God has prepared for you. That's part of the growth process. But what you got to do is endure. It may be more than nine months. It could be nine years. But you just got to hold on because eventually you'll give birth to the thing that God has promised on the inside of you. 
Here's the third thing I want to share with you. The time has come to start your mission. The time has come to face your fears. The time has come for you to know your playbook. You need to know your playbook. Watch this. Watch this. He says, be strong and very courageous. Then he says this part. This is the part you got to get. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Here's the playbook. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Y'all ready for it? Study this book of instructions continually. Let me help you. Study this book of instructions continually. Study this book of uh, instructions continually. This is your playbook. This is your navigation system. This is your comforter. This is where you find peace. This is where all the answers lie. This is not just a book full of great stories that you can tell people. This is a book of promise. This is a book of opportunity. This is a book full of breakthrough. But you've got to pick it up and understand the playbook. I was talking with my friend. Come on now. I was talking with my friend just a couple weeks ago. And y'all see him in here, my buddy Robert. Now, y'all, some of y'all may not know this, but Robert played for... He played in the NFL. He played for the Buffalo Bills, my favorite team, just so happens to be. He was offensive tackle. He was not a bench warmer. He was a starter. And, and we talked about, you know, uh, preparation. And, and Robert would tell me, I says, man, how do y'all, like, if they call out a play, how do you memorize it? You know what I mean? He says, man, there's a book. It's really thick, full of plays. And all I, you know, for me, the musician, not the athlete, you can put all the X's and O's and draw the lines to go this way in the squares, and I don't understand none of that jabber. I didn't play sports. I wasn't an athlete. I'm a musician. You can put a, you know, a half note, a quarter note, or something like that, a, a bass clef, a treble clef, you know, whatever the case may be, and I can read that, but you put that other stuff up there, I don't know it. But Robert told me you have to memorize that. And the very position that he played, offensive tackle, they're considered one of the smartest positions because you have to read everything going on. You have to protect your quarterback, okay? He had to memorize all of this, the different plays and understand that. Then watch this. And if he's playing an opponent, he had to watch film. Every day they had to watch film and see how their offense works or how their defense works. He had to watch film to see what this person do and what that person does. He had to understand the playbook. Some of the greatest lawyers are not great lawyers because they're just very articulate because they know how to speak. It's because they studied the playbook called the law and they're able to articulate it and, 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 and argue or, or, or litigate on behalf of their client. Listen, anything you're going to be great at, you have to understand the playbook. Now, I hope today that some of y'all want to be great Christians in 2015 because you can't be a great Christian without understanding the playbook. You need to open this thing up every now and again, understand it, meditate on it. You don't got to memorize all of it, but just some of it will help you understand the playbook. If you're like me, you just memorize just a few, a few good scriptures that'll get you through. Like one of my favorites, y'all hear me quote it all the time, Jeremiah 29 and 11. When I'm going through some stuff and I just don't understand my plan, thank God he has a plan already set for my life. All I need is that one scripture. If I'm going through some stuff and I'm like, God, this ain't adding up. God, I found myself in a valley today. God, this person is hating on me. God, I'm not feeling good about myself. I have to go back to that and say, 
Jeremiah 29 says, for I know the plans I have for you, and they are for good. That's enough for me, baby, and I'm back on track. All you need to do is memorize a scripture that will resonate within your spirit. Get you a scripture, but it doesn't start by just thinking about it. You got to pick up the playbook. You need to pick up your playbook. Here's the beautiful thing about it. This is not just a history book. Hebrews 4, 12 reminds us that the Word of God is alive, living and breathing. It's, it's, it's relevant today. They may not talk about Facebook. They may not talk about Instagram and here, but they have some other things that were similar. They had scandals. They had issues. They had challenges. There was debt. There was racism that was happening there. There was classism that was happening in the Bible. There was all type of stuff. There's nothing new under the sun today that didn't happen in here. But if you want to know how to get through it, pick up the playbook. Pick up the playbook. Oh, man, that's good if I may say so. Myself. Here's a final thing, and we're going to leave on here. Now is the time to completely, say completely, to completely, 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 completely trust God. Not when it's convenient. We got to move beyond trusting God when it's convenient. Trust Him completely. Oh my goodness. If y'all knew how many sleepless nights I've had thinking about this move, thinking about what God has in store, thinking about who's going to help pack up, load up, unload, move stuff, all thinking about because it's going to be more expensive. If we're going to have all of the necessary funds to function, thinking about what if we move over there and that's that's the opportunity where people here decide, oh, I'm out. Thinking about all of these things. Oh, the anxiety. But this is when I need to trust God most. It shouldn't matter to me because it's, you know, Mosaic Church is not Broderick's church. It's God's church. And God's going to put who he wants in his church. God is going to promote who he wants in his church. God's going to send who he needs in his church. Heck, he sent me. I shouldn't have been sent. At least I didn't think so. But he sent me. And this is a time where you need to completely trust God. Watch this. Watch this. Joshua 1, 3, 5 says this. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. And I'm going to jump right down to the end. This is the part that if I was Joshua, I would be struggling. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. You must completely trust God. This year, God is going to be asking some of y'all to do some things that you didn't even know you were capable of doing. God is going to ask you to go places that you didn't think you could even go. God is going to ask you to meet with people that you don't think you're qualified to meet with. He promised to protect you. Trust God with his provision. 
He said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own problems. Worry about today. He's going to take care of all of your needs. Even the birds don't worry about what they're going to eat. Trust God in his protection. Don't worry about doing the work of God and fearing for your life. God will cover you if you're doing the work of God. He's got you protected. He will protect you from your enemies. He'll protect you from your haters. He'll protect you even from yourself when you have doubt. Listen, we need to trust God in his word, which is alive and well. It never changes. It's always the same. It's relevant then. It's relevant today. Trust God completely. Four things, and we're done here. The time has come to start your mission, to face your fears. Come on up, senior. To know your playbook and to trust God completely. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others, our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.